0: Hey guys, welcome to my podcast. My name is Dr. Palimi Olawale. Um, I'm a psychologist. Um, I've wanted to do this podcast for a while now and it's one of those things that I have been putting off. And so I'm, I'm really excited. I'm glad that I'm eventually doing this. This has been a long time coming um, and I'm hoping to use this platform to um, discuss all things psychology, um, talk about certain topics, topics that we all encounter um, in our lives, in our day-to-day lives, perhaps, you know, issues on the news, but to look at them from a psychological perspective. Now, if you're wondering why I title this Psychology, Life and Plantain Chips, well, I like plantain chips. I do. Um, I'm Nigerian. And um, one of the things that I love and I still do growing up is plantain chips. Um, you know, in fact if you ever wanted to bribe me, um, you know, don't worry about money, just really give me some plantain chips. Anyway, that aside, um so today we're going to be talking about um a topic that I think a lot of people um often, you know, wish they knew more about. Um I think I mean as a as a psychologist, I realized that when I meet with people, people don't always know what to expect. People don't always know what to expect from therapy, from coming. You know, when they come to meet me, they don't quite know. Um, you know, maybe you know what what the whole thing is is gonna be like, and and I and I thought actually it would be a good idea to to say a little bit about what to expect when you go to therapy for the first time. So when you are meeting with a psychologist or a counselor um, or any other kind of therapist you know you know what do you think is expected of you um, or you know and what and also actually what do you expect of your therapist? that's very important as well. And you know and it's you know I should say <clears throat> I have experience obviously as a psychologist I can talk from my perspective in terms of you know one, you know how, how I um, how I think. That, you know the first session ought to go but also I have experienced you know sat on the other side of the, the the chair really as as a client myself um one of the things that we had to do in my training um to become a counseling psychologist is we had to um, receive counseling uh, sorry therapy really um, ourselves and so as part of my training I had 60 hours over the course of three years of therapy 60 hours I remember the first time I was told we had to have 60 hours of therapy and I thought gosh really 60 hours I wasn't sure I could do it um, but I do have to say you know it, it it does fly by the more you get into it um, but anyway, maybe that's a story for another day. So, you know, I have those two perspectives, both as a client and, of course, as a, as a therapist myself. Um, so I'm going to be talking about that today. But first, we are going to go to this next segment, which I'm calling Psychology News of the Week. OK, so the psychology news of um, this week comes from an article I stumbled upon on the Indiana Daily Students News website. It was titled, Black Lives Matter spurs from trauma. Black mental health continues to be affected. And um, in short, basically what it was saying was that of course, as, as I'm sure you know, most people listen to this are aware. There's been a lot of um, uh, protests um, all over the world in regards to, um, you know, uh, what well, Black Lives Matter specifically, t- trying to address the injustice that a lot of Black people around the world have faced for so many years. Um, decades centuries in fact and of course uh, these these protests um, you know are are ultimately a good thing they're trying to highlight something that is you know not right with the aim that um, change is achieved at the end of this now um, uh, uh, somebody by the name of Daniel Kilger, who's a former assistant professor at the media school um, said that the core of the movement of this movement spurs from trauma and the protests are a call for solidarity now um, this person also said that the black community's mental health however can be further affected by the movement itself Um, And I think it's important to, you know, to highlight this. Um, The other thing as well, uh, you know, that this article was highlighting was that after the video of George George Floyd's killing, um, the percentage of black Americans um, screening positively for depression or anxiety rose from 36% to 41%. Now, this increase represents about 1.4 million more black people that is that's quite a lot of people i mean i i can i can relate to this i mean i can you know obviously speak for myself you know being here in the uk as a as a black person it was very very distressing um witnessing you know uh, you know everything that was going on and 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 seeing all those video clips and you know and 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 hearing about all all these injustices it was quite distressing um and i think it's important to understand the the traumatic impact of um witnessing such things on on black people's mental health um so i mean i mean i i think and i think that you know you know for black people it's important to understand that if you are struggling with depression if you are struggling with anxiety okay that's it's understandable given what's going on now you can imagine that given the normal day-to-day stresses that people are going through people of color black people in particular are going through to have something like this happen and to, be, and to be witnessing this just further compounds that and i think that's why it's more important more than ever perhaps that we actually do pay attention to our mental health and and you know we, we really take it very seriously okay so that's the psychology news of the week from this segment. Okay, over to the next part. Okay, so on to today's topic. What can you expect when you go to therapy for the first time? Now, like I said earlier on, I, I've, I've been sat on both um, both side of the side of, of, of the of the table really both as a client and of course as a therapist I'm gonna give you my view first of all as a therapist so what what can you expect if you're coming to therapy um, well it's, a, it's it's important to understand that um, well for most therapists um, the intention should be to want to help so most therapists most I should probably say most good therapists, should be keener to listen and, and really just hear you out, to understand actually, you know, what you're coming to, to achieve. You know, you've, you, you know, you've left your routine, you've decided to take time out to come to talk to a therapist. What, what has brought you here? And for me, that's always um, at the forefront of my mind when I'm seeing people for the first time. You know, what has motivated you to come here? And I'm, I'm always keen to understand um, as much as possible, um, you know, what people are going through from their viewpoint, not just from what I make of it based on, you know, you know, my experience of what I think is going on. But I'm always keen as much as possible to, um, you know, to, to get an insight, you know, from the viewpoint of my client what life is like, what their experience of distress is like. Um, Now, it's not always, um, uh, you know, it's not always straightforward to do that. And I think sometimes it can take, um, it can take maybe, um, you know, a few sessions to really get a good insight. But I think in, in short, you know, what you can expect is Uh, what you can expect from your therapist is to listen. You can expect your therapist to listen to you. Now, in addition to listening to you, um, a good therapist should also be um, curious about any potential risk, any potential risk factors. So, for example, one of the things that I'm always, um, you know, uh, curious about, you know, again, when, when I'm listening to people and, and they're telling me about their experience is, is I'm curious about actually, you know, are you safe? You know, ca- can you keep yourself safe? Is there something that I need to know that, you know, could, be potent- could potentially put you at arms? way? Do we need to put a plan in place to keep you safe? And of course, in as much as, um, you know, therapy is a place to be listened to, um, that space is only, you know, it, it, I mean, the, the hour space goes by quickly and then you are back into your world. And I'm always, you know, curious and, and keen to make sure that, you um, that you are okay, you know, when you go away, you, are you going back into an environment that 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 is um, is going to put you at risk? Um, you know, is there something that we need to do? So um, a good therapist would generally um, ask you questions as well in relation to potential um, risk factors. Now, one of the things that, you know, I say to people, and again, you know, any therapist would say to you at the start of um, therapy is, um, confidentiality your therapist should speak to you about confidentiality and its limits now what does that mean <clears throat> now when you go to see a therapist most people tend to assume that of course everything you say is going to be confidential meaning that everything you say is not going to be um you know uh, you know said to somebody else you're not going to find it um you know on, on cnn or or on YouTube, you know, or it's confidential. It's between you and your therapist. However, there are limits to this. And and I always explain this to people. The main limit to confidentiality um, is in regards to risk. You know, again, just going back to what I was saying earlier. If, as a therapist, I believe that your life is at risk or that maybe somebody else's life is at risk, then I am duty bound to break confidentiality to keep you safe. So a prime example is this. You tell me that you're really depressed and you are planning to go to a bridge and jump off after our session. Or actually, you're not really sure whether or not, you know, you're going to make it till next week. And based on my assessment, if I have enough reason to believe that what you said is is really how you're feeling. Then I have a duty, I have a responsibility to inform emergency services or relevant authorities um, about your plans, and that may mean that, of course, other people who are not involved in, of course, your treatment are aware of what's going on and you know they 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 would have access to your information so in in that situation i've had to break confidentiality but of course i'm doing it because of um um, of my intention to keep you safe okay so you know that that's always something that um a therapist would usually explain to you okay so the other limits um to confidentiality again that I, i always explain to people is in regards to Um, supervision. So um, as I mean, most therapists, I mean, it should really be all therapists um, ought to be having supervision, which means that you so that I mean, supervision is basically a space where um, you know, therapists get to talk to their supervisor. Um, usually, not always, but usually somebody perhaps who is a bit more experienced and and has a bit more, or, or again, like I said, it's not always that because um, therapists uh, sometimes again have peer supervision. So um, you know, you, you may talk, you may be talking to somebody with the same level of experience. But th- the point is that you have. You know, therapists have another um, avenue to to think about you know their cases so that they're not just doing whatever they want basically um, so you know there is so in terms of you know the limits to confidentiality for example I talk about my cases and you know some of the issues discussed in my cases to my supervisor but what I do um, you know you know you know what I do to protect my my clients, Um, uh, um, anonymity is I usually use a pseudonym, so I wouldn't use your real name in in supervision. Um, And that's just to make sure that, again, we maintain some level of uh, anonymity, although I may talk about some of the things that we talk about um, um, in in session. Um, So again, that's just to make sure that I'm offering you the best help that I can. So th- these are these are the limits to confidentiality. And usually, when you go to see a therapist, your therapist would usually outline all these different things. So, like I said, risk, um, risk factors, are limits to confidentiality, as well as um, you know, really listen to you. Now, the other thing you can expect from um you know going to see a therapist for the first time is that um it's not unusual for some therapists to ask you to sign a contract so to speak especially in private practice um i know that in the national health Ser- uh, health service here in the uk um it's not necessarily always commonplace, but some places do but i do know in private in private practice uh, therapists tend to have contract which would usually outline some of the things that i'm saying here in regards to confidentiality and risks um and it just means that you know you're both clear about the parameters of your work um of your working relationship so you know that may include things like you know when you can call your therapist when you can't call your therapist how to contact your therapist um, whether it's by email or telephone um, the fees you know what would happen if you couldn't pay the fees or, you know if you wanted to cancel an appointment um you know just that sort of thing and again you know it just means that you're both on the same page in regards to how best to move forwards um basically so again that's something else that you can expect from your therapist okay and also i guess it kind of goes without saying but you can expect your therapist to um, to be taking notes and really to be trying to, you know, get as much information as possible. Like I said in that, in that first session, um, your therapist, a good therapist, um, in my opinion, really should be curious about you and should really want to know you and what you're about. Um, a therapist, um, especially in the first session shouldn't necessarily come with an assumption about what you're coming to talk about or, or, or what you are, you know, you know, what you're about, who you are. A good therapist ought to give you the space to, to, yeah, to talk and, and, and for you to express your emotions. Um, and, and, and like I said, just to really, you know, you know, to have that space to express yourself. Um, and so, as part of that, they will be taking notes and trying to, you know, get as much information as possible. Now, it's important to say, just like people, and again, it seems a bit obvious, therapists—not um, all therapists are the same. Okay, so not all therapists are the same. If you go and see one therapist, yes, they may do all these, all these um, sort of basic things that I've listed. Um, but in terms of their approach and how welcoming they are and how you know sort of you know whether they're smiley or they're not you know that may be different um you know and so I'll, i'll say a little bit about my experience as a client going to see my therapist, um, you know, during my training. Now, I remember, you know, again, I'd never seen a therapist before. I was, I was feeling quite anxious, and I didn't, I didn't know what to expect. And I remember, I, I went, you know, I obviously we we arranged an appointment. I found her um, um, online. And and I thought, okay, you know, yeah, it, it seems fine. And to be honest, to be entirely honest with you, I, I, my decision for choosing my therapist at the time was based on convenience of location. She was, um, you know, uh, you know, in, in, she was local basically, and, and I didn't want to have to travel far. So I remember going to the place and, you know, um, um, you know, seeing her and and you know, she it was just a smile. She smiled, um, but actually, I didn't get much. Um, emotion from her um, in in that first session, and um, it was uh, on reflection, she seemed almost a little bit um, sort of uh, almost removed from 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 the situation. I mean, maybe she was tired, but. Um, I think also it probably had to do with her style. In all fairness, you know, um, she was an existential sort of therapist, um, and now, you know, of course, having sort of you know you know done a few readings and 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 um, of course done my own training. And practicing myself, I, I understand that different therapists based on their training have different approaches, um, different ways of being with a, with, with a client in a room. And so what I experienced um, is not necessarily a reflection of all types of therapy, of course, because um, I'm not like that, um, but is a reflection of how she has chosen to practice. And so it's important to understand that. And so if you go and see a therapist and maybe in the first session, you don't quite um, you know, like it or you don't think that it, it just it just quite, you know, works for you. You know, that's OK. You know, that's not your fault. That's nobody's fault. Sometimes it's just about, you know, um, uh, you know, whether or not you gel. And so, you know, feel free to try another therapist and onto and maybe you find the right one that works for you. Um, so, so you know, that's just a, it's just an important point to say, because I think sometimes people go and see a therapist and you know you people have a bad experience with one therapist and they think okay you know what you know therapy is not for me actually maybe it was that particular type of therapy or the type of therapist um and and you know it could you know and 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 maybe that's just why it just didn't work okay so that's that's a little bit of a snapshot into um you know what you can expect when you go you know when you go to therapy for the first time um you know, I hope this has been helpful. Um, and, you know, I'm probably going to touch on this topic again at some point. Um, but, you know, and but if you have any questions, you know, feel free to um, contact me. Um, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at... Dr. Pell underscore therapy. That's D R P E L underscore therapy. Um, feel free to send me a message or ask me the questions you might have in regards to therapy or any other things that I've discussed in today's episode. Okay, um, great. I'm really excited. I've, I've gotten the first episode out of the way. Um, surely can only get back from here. Um, I look forward to doing more episodes. Um, hopefully I'm going to try to do this weekly so um, stay tuned Um, subscribe Um, and um, yeah thanks for listening bye guys